2: Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media uh, at gersonmedia.com on the web. and um, We are the publishers of uh, Charlotte Gerson's books, uh, DVDs, booklets, uh, and information about the Gerson therapy. We uh, invite you to look in on our website, gersonmedia.com, because not only do we have books and DVDs, media for sale. But we also have descriptions of the therapy, how you can get more information about it, how you can actually watch three documentaries uh, right online uh, through the through the uh, website. And there are uh, numbers of great doc- uh, uh, testimonials by patients who have been healed of all kinds of terrible things on the Gerson Therapy. Uh, and you can read about them, you can ask, some of them actually, their uh, they're video, uh, do, uh, video testimonials, uh, and it's, it's really inspirational. So look in on GersonMedia.com and take advantage of the great information that we have out there. Um, we are talking today, we have uh, today, uh, a wonderful, wonderful guest, and um, and I hope you're as happy uh, having uh, having him on the sh- show as I am. His name is Luke Yankee. The Luke Yankee is uh, is known as uh, uh, to the Huffington Post as Hollywood's busiest playwright. Uh, Luke is in his mid fifties, looks uh, sort of like early forties though, and. Um, and he is a, a critically acclaimed author, director, producer, actor, and teacher. Uh, he's, uh assistant directed six Broadway plays, directed at regional theaters all over the country, and uh, his memoir, Just Outside the Spotlight, has been praised by critics as one of the most touching, compassionate showbiz books ever written. Uh, he neglects to mention in there... Uh, that it's a biography, a memoir of growing up as the son of Eileen Heckart. Eileen Heckart, a hardworking character actress that uh, most of us have seen in, in some of the older movies uh, who won an Academy Award for her work as a, uh, as a supporting actress. Um, so he's definitely a, a showbiz insider and an expert at it, and he's uh, deeply immersed in it. And he just got his, uh, or is in the process of getting his master's degree as well. Um, with, with his experience as the, uh, on the Gerson therapy, on, on portions, even portions of the Gerson therapy, uh, he was inspired to write a play about Dr. Gerson. And his experience with the uh, uh, with the medical establishment, Luke, Luke Yankee. Thank you very much for spending your time with us. Uh, welcome to the power of
3: natural healing. Thank you, Howard. I'm delighted to be here.
2: Well, it's an honor. It really is an honor to have you. Um, I I would like at first I would like to, at first, uh, I would like to uh, explore a little bit about your your journey and how it was that you came to uh, to be aware of the Gerson Therapy.
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, I am on the board of the William Inge Theater Festival, which is a very prominent theater festival out in the Midwest. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, when I was out there, I spoke with a gentleman who was telling me that he had recently become vegetarian and really how it had changed his life and how much better he felt and how much better he was doing. So at that moment, I kind of said to myself, all right, just on a whim. Just for grins, I'm going to, just as a little experiment, I'm going to try going vegetarian for a while. So, similar to my friend, I felt better almost immediately. I certainly didn't miss eating meat. Um, I I just, I had more energy, more vitality. So, I started watching a number of documentaries and DVDs and podcasts, etc., all about uh, a vegetarian lifestyle. And, of course, almost immediately, I stumbled upon uh, Food Matters. And there was this wonderful woman talking about how can you grow a proper tomato if there are no nutrients in the soil. And something about this woman just really struck me. There was an energy about her, a vibrancy, an intensity in, in this woman who was clearly, you know, in, in her advanced years. And so I did a little research and found out that indeed that woman was Charlotte Gerson. And so I did a little research on Charlotte Gerson, and it quickly led me to Max Gerson and to the Gerson therapy. And one of the things that I was fascinated to find out pretty quickly is that there were certain people who believed that Max Gerson was murdered for his beliefs. Um, so I started doing some research into this, and I thought, well, this would be an incredible play. So I uh, created this piece, inspired by the work of Max Gerson. I want to make it very clear, it is not uh, a biography, but it is inspired by the work of Max Gerson. And it's called The Man Who Killed the Cure. And what I've done with this play is that I've taken many um, of the moments from Max Gerson's life and dramatized them and uh, theatricalized them. And um, since there are many people, as I said, who believe that he was indeed killed for his beliefs, um, I created, and yet I I didn't want to implicate anyone in particular, because that would be very dangerous, um, and you know, potentially libelous, etc. What I did was, I structured the piece along the lines of Peter Schaffer's brilliant play and subsequently Oscar-winning film, Amadeus. So I created a character who's actually a composite of several people in Max Gerson's life who uh, tried to discredit him and who um, uh, ultimately helped you know, cause his uh, his personal downfall. And so uh, I created this character who basically starts off as a friend to Max Gerson and then is coerced by the pharmaceutical companies and the um uh, also by the AMA to uh, to discredit Max Gerson and to destroy him, and um, it's uh, it's getting a tremendous response. I'm very excited about it, and it is going to get its world premiere at uh, the University of California at Irvine in February of this year, and it was also recently awarded uh, uh, honored at the New Works Festival at Theater Harrisburg in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I'm because of the subject matter. And because there are so many people who are just so fascinated, not only with the work of Max Gerson and with the whole industry of of natural healing, but so many people who feel, as do I, that there are a number of things that, shall we say, we are not being told from the drug and pharmaceutical industry. I'm, I'm sure we'll speak more about that but, um, uh, so, uh, again, I'm, I'm just really thrilled with the outcome of this play and the fact that it seems to be striking a real nerve in a lot of different people.
2: Well, yeah, the, the play, and, um, and, and I, I came down to Los Angeles at your invitation, uh, thank you very much, when you h- held a p- public reading uh, mm-hmm. of the play, which was not a, s- a full staging, but it was uh, basically a, a kind of a thing of work in progress uh, yeah. and you had you had people on stage <clears throat> who would otherwise have been playing the parts but they but they were just seated and reading from the reading from the script yeah Um and uh I thought you did a wonderful wonderful job yes i I understand, and we talked about the uh, the fact that you had taken a certain amount of dramatic license with it, uh, but that was mostly in the characters around dr. Gerson. you did not That's take, correct you did not take any um, uh, any or almost almost any at all. Uh, dramatic license with the, f- with the actual words of Dr. Gerson and Charlotte Gerson, uh, who, uh, whose words and voices are available to you on, uh, on the internet, on, uh, numerous recordings, documentaries, uh, and, and uh, DVDs and CDs uh, all over the web. But, um but but you actually used the words right out of the congressional hearings, right out of uh, lectures by Charlotte Gerson, and and it was uh, it was striking how how just how excellently your cast captured that uh, captured those uh, attitudes.
3: Well, thank you, Howard. And it, you know it's an incredibly compelling story, and uh, the words of your mother, Charlotte Gerson, are so incredibly powerful. And since the play is set in the 1940s and 1950s, and deals with uh, mostly with uh, Max Gerson, of course, but um, what I do is I have an epilogue, which is the. 25th anniversary of the Gerson Institute, where uh, Charlotte Gerson is the guest speaker, of course, and is talking to the audience about carrying on the work of uh, carrying on Max's legacy, and just some of the astonishing facts and figures about not only the number of people that the Gerson method has helped but also uh, some <laughs> staggering facts and figures about the pharmaceutical industry and about the uh, the dangers of chemotherapy and radiation and you know again it is not my it's not my intention with this play to damn the pharmaceutical industry or to damn any particular organization it's really my intention to let people know to let a wider audience know about the Gerson method and also that there are natural health alternatives available out there because I think that's very important and, and something that not many people are aware of.
2: Well, and I fully agree with you there. Uh, on the other hand, what, what the play does, and, uh, and I saw this in the response of your audience uh, at the reading, what the play does is it confirms what people have suspected about uh, about the cover-ups, about the uh, the greed and the lies and so forth of the pharmaceutical industry and the unethical uh, practices. It confirms what they already believe. And, Absolutely. And so uh, you don't have to actually damn them; uh, <laughs> but they do the job themselves. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With- I, I think you certainly have a point there, Howard. And, you know, at the very first reading I did, not the one you attended, but an earlier one, about a month before that, it was fascinating because it was a fairly small audience. Uh, it was down at UC Irvine, and I think there were only about, oh, 25 or so people in the audience. But in that audience, there were two nurses. And I was fascinated to hear their feedback on the piece. And one said, this is incredible you are spot on thank heavens you're getting this information out there and the other one said well you know you really don't want to give people false hope and i think you need to seriously look at rewriting some of this because uh, chemotherapy isn't so bad and (laughs) and i just sort of bit my tongue and said well that's your opinion. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion <laughs> exactly. and, and to make whatever healing choices work for them. I mean, I, I make it very clear that I am not a doctor, uh, nor am I trying to say to anyone, you know, this is what you must do or, or condemn anyone's choices. Uh, But again, to give people, to let people know that there are other alternatives out there that they may not be aware of. Luke,
2: we have to go to break in a few seconds. Um, Can you hold on to that? We'll come right back to it. This is Howard Strauss, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. We're talking to Luke Yankee about his play, The Man Who Killed the Cure, about Dr. Max Gerson. And we'll be right back right after this short break.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
2: This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com earthing.
5: Children with chronic conditions shouldn't have to just live with it. There are many alternative options that can reduce, reverse, or even eliminate the effects of chronic illness in our children. On Kids Health Revolution Radio with host Deborah Morgan, we'll explore these alternatives to help you take care of your children. It's time to take our kids' health back. Listen every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
2: Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, we're talking with uh, a wonderful playwright and uh, author, director, producer, actor, teacher, um, Luke Yankee, who um, who's uh, somebody suggested to him that going vegetarian might help uh, in his health and uh, uh, health and vitality and uh, he decided to try it and he experienced some wonderful effects and so he uh so he uh just continued uh along that line and kept getting better and better effects from uh from from changing his uh dietary intake. Uh we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and we invite you to look in on that uh on that website for all kinds of great information that will allow you to protect your health to recover your health if you've lost it to protect your children your neighborhood eventually uh if you extend it to everybody uh to 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 improve the health of the entire world and live more sustainably on the earth um, we publish we publish Charlotte Gerson's books healing the gerson way uh is the uh, the the big uh, umbrella book, the flagship book, but we also uh, publish books for specific illnesses like Healing Diabetes, the Gerson Way, Healing Arthritis, the Gerson Way, Healing High Blood Pressure, the Gerson Way, and uh, documentaries. We have four documentaries that uh, that we've made uh, that are really inspiring. So uh, all of that at gersonmedia.com. Luke, uh, thank you very much for staying with us. My pleasure, uh, and, Howard. And thanks, thanks for uh, your you know, phenomenal information and, and your phenomenal dedication to uh, to bring this information forward. Uh, I fully agree with you. This this information needs to be out there, and and I'm dedicated to uh, to, to helping in any way I possibly can. Well, um, wonderful. Look, one of the things that you told me was that uh, was that you uh, you went vegetarian and you noticed that your health and vitality and ability to work and and think were improved by uh, going vegetarian. Uh, is that all you did? Uh, did you?
3: No. Did, uh, it. I, I also. Uh, the more I learned about Max Gerson and about the Gerson method, I tried uh, doing the coffee enemas. Oh. And again, it, it wasn't for any illness per se, but it was just to sort of keep me more healthy. And uh, I'm sort of at a point now where I do them um, once or twice a week. I mean, not as religiously as someone who is, you know, perhaps... uh uh, on the Gerson method for cancer or something like that. But I do them once or twice a week, and I find if I don't do them at this point, I really feel it. Uh, it really makes a difference just in terms of clarity, in terms of energy. Uh, if I am uh, suddenly go on a binge and eat too much sugar or something, I absolutely feel it. But, you know, I had mentioned, Howard, in the last segment that this started, I first became introduced to this out at uh, a theater festival at the Midwest, And when I was out at that same festival uh, the following year, there is a big gala on Saturday night, and I usually direct the entertainment for the gala, and it's one of those situations where I have about three seconds to eat and and hadn't thought to ask for a specific meal. (laughs) Well, so I'm running around directing this gala, and then I sit down at this VIP table, and there's a lovely bacon-wrapped filet in front of me. And I just thought, oh, dear. So I... Very innocently said to the people at the table, uh, would anyone care for my filet? I don't eat meat. Well, I didn't realize I was at a table of Kansas cattle farmers. Oh boy. And their wives. Oh boy. And you would have thought I said I was a child molester. I mean these people so turned on me and said, What do you mean you don't eat meat? My husband and I are cattle farmers <laughs> And said, I'm I'm terribly sorry, ma'am and and then her response was, Well don't you even eat lamb? It's like, uh, no, ma'am, I don't. She said, well, then what do you eat? It's like, And it, it spread around the room like wildfire. Said, Luke doesn't eat meat. Luke doesn't eat meat. Well, what does he eat then if he doesn't eat meat? I, it was absolutely crazy. I did not consider the, the company I was in at that particular moment in time. And I, I learned a valuable lesson about keeping things to myself, you know.
2: Well, you know, sometimes you can keep stuff to yourself, but uh, but sometimes you just have to you have to share it. You have to share it. Absolutely. Um, have you ever Have you ever heard of uh, uh, I think it's Howard Lyman, um, uh, a uh, a cattle farmer who got cancer in his spine, uh, oh my. and it was inoperable because it was right next to his spinal cord. And mm. uh, and he was told basically go home and die, but uh, he, but he went totally vegetarian, mm-hmm. and he, he cured his own cancer, much to the dismay of doctors around him. And then of he course. wrote a, he wrote a book called Mad Cowboy. And oh
3: yes, I've heard of that book. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, uh, and I I recommend it. Uh, I recommend it highly.
3: Well, you know, Howard. Another reason that this is so uh, personal to me, and that I have just so that it's so important to me to get this information out there, because several years ago, uh, God, a number of years ago at this point, it was back in uh, 2001, uh, my mother was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer, and she was a very heavy smoker for a long time, and so you know frankly we weren't that surprised we just thought if that was the way she was going to go we were surprised that it it hadn't happened you know that she hadn't succumbed to cancer earlier but because she was 81 at the time but um, but the point I wanted to make is that she didn't actually die from the cancer they over-radiated her to the point that her esophagus was so sore and swollen that she couldn't even swallow water Yep. So she literally did not die from the cancer. She died from malnutrition. Uh, Which, which which
2: uh, Which was an associated effect of the treatment itself.
3: Of course, yes. Yes, indeed. So that's why I just think it's so important that people know about things like the Gerson therapy and and some of these other alternatives that are out there uh, to know that that they just, as I said before, that they have other options because so many people just think, okay, it's chemotherapy or radiation and and that's it. Again, you know, I'm, I'm, if, if someone chooses to go that route, that's their choice, and and God bless them. But uh, personally, it's not something I would ever choose after after everything I have learned. Nor do I feel I could ever go back to eating meat after everything I have learned in the past couple of years about the way about factory farming and about the way meat is processed in this country. It's uh, it's pretty frightening.
2: Well, it is it is very frightening. But even but but the worst of it is. That even if you get absolutely organic, free-range everything, uh, and and uh, the cattle are, are pampered and, and and fed exactly what they would if they were wild and uh, and treated like uh, treated like celebrities, um, <laughs> the uh, the meat from those cattle is still carcinogenic. Yes, uh, the World Health Organization has has classified. Animal protein, animal protein—that's all kinds of meat—as a, as, as a class two carcinogen, which means yeah. probably will cause cancer. And then, and then when you add bacon uh, or any other processed meat, bacon or processed meat like bologna, salami, pepperoni, and so forth, uh, those. Uh, uh Raise raise the ante to being uh, class one carcinogens, which which mean do cause cancer. So this Absolutely. is the World Health Organization. This is not uh, some airy fairy uh, vegetarian uh, nutcase like you and me, <laughs>
3: right? Uh, no, it's true. And and one of the things that that so many people say uh, that just I I don't understand this. But when I say I've gone vegetarian, people will look at me and say, not even bacon. Right. <laughs> I I just I don't know where that rationale comes from that somehow people think bacon isn't as bad when of course you and I know that bacon is probably worse. Than much worse. Things. Yeah, much worse, right? Yeah. Uh,
2: the, yeah. The, the the brainwashing uh the brainwashing is phenomenally effective. Uh especially Absolutely. since it plays right into what people's tastes, people's uh uh, uh habitual tastes uh yes. already already are dictating
3: yeah, absolutely. But one of the things that was very exciting when I started working on uh, the play of The Man Who Killed the Cure is that the more research I did and one of the things that I really want to stress with this piece is that um, since it is set in the 1950s, I'm incorporating a lot of Uh, the advertising jingles and that sort of thing, and and commercials, et cetera, from the time. Um, For instance, there's one one scene where Max Gerson is walking down a busy street in New York, and he sees a billboard of a mother with an infant in her arms and uh, saying, it's never too early to start your child drinking cola. (laughs) (laughs) And and She has a a nipple on a bottle of cola, and she's feeding it to her, her infant. And, and, but you know, things like that and of course wonderful things about uh, the wonders of asbestos the miracle fiber that is so good for your home and will save you energy and cause, save you money on heating and such and those things that we actually believed at that point in time and I'm using that to make the point because I firmly believe this that there will come a time when we will say Do you imagine that, can you imagine that people used to treat cancer with chemotherapy and radiation how barbaric I mean, frankly, I put it up there, right up there, with bloodletting and leeches.
2: Oh, it's you know, far more dangerous. Leeches, leeches, and bloodletting are not at all dangerous compared to chemotherapy.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. But um, I, as you mentioned earlier, I'm just finishing up my master's degree. I went back uh, <laughs> at my, I went back in middle age to get my advanced degree so that I have more teaching options open to me. And also, um, uh, I'm getting a degree in writing for the performing arts, so it's playwriting and film and television writing. So I developed this play through my playwriting course with my brilliant mentor, a man named uh, Mickey Birnbaum, and the screenplay version, which I will have done in a few months with an incredible gentleman named uh, Joshua Malkin. But as I was developing this play in my my class, there was this wonderful woman from the Deep South who, uh, after having read the first 20 pages or so, she said to me, darling this play is going to change people's lives
2: oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, I, when, I
3: just i just
2: uh, popped out to japan for a week uh to to do a lecture over there and and i uh the, my, my unfortunate seatmates uh on the way out and the way back uh are are, are subject to, you know when they ask what do i do uh, right they, yeah. they, they get it full bore and <laughs> I'm and sure my wife uh, who was who used to this uh, says calls it ruining people's lives. <laughs> their eyes, their eyes end up as big saucers, and what? What will I eat? Oh my God! Everything I eat is bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're coming yeah. up. We're coming up on another break here uh, in a few seconds. Uh, will you just uh, will you stay with us? Uh?
3: Absolutely, great. Uh,
2: and I hope our audience also stays with us. Uh, this is Howard Strauss, the Power of Natural Healing. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, and we're talking today to uh, the wonderful playwright and uh, director and teacher, uh, uh, Luke Yankee. And we'll be right back right after this short break. Please stay with us.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health &
0: Wellness. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's busy, stressed, and food-obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you ever have an off day?
2: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
2: Welcome back to the Power of Natural Healing folks. Uh, thanks for staying with us. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com on the web. And we invite you to look in on that website and uh, take advantage of all the information, uh literature, media, uh DVDs, uh, CDs and uh, uh and information the uh, doc, uh Testimonies uh, of, of patients on there uh, to improve your health, improve your life, protect your family. Uh, get some of the books, uh, follow them, and as you can, uh, as you've heard over and over again in our programs, when you do, uh, your health will take a noticeable change very rapidly for the better. And so we recommend you do that. Gersonmedia.com. We're talking to uh, uh, director, actor, producer. Uh, teacher, uh, author, uh, Luke Yankee, uh, about his journey, uh, and how he got, uh, he got in touch with, uh, natural healing and how much effect it had on his life. Uh, Luke, thank you for staying with us.
3: My pleasure, Howard.
2: It's great to have you on. Uh, it's it's an honor to have you on. Oh, thank uh, you. Honor to be here. Hey, <laughs> Luke. Luke, you're you're quite an accomplished uh, uh, person. You you in your in your chosen uh, area, which is theater, uh, in general, uh, theater, not just not just playwright, but playwright, producer, actor, director, and so forth. Um, why don't you just give us a thumbnail sketch of some of the many, many honors and uh, accomplishments uh, that you've, you've had in your, uh, in your career?
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, um, one of the things that drew me to the play, uh to write the play about Max Gerson, the man who killed the cure, is that as I've been since I started playwriting, I've kind of specialized in pieces about the underdog, if you will. And uh my last play is called The Last Lifeboat. And it is the untold story of J. Bruce Ismay, who was the owner of the White Star Line at the time of the sinking of the Titanic. And briefly, uh it's a story about the Titanic that really no one knows, and about the aftermath and the hearings following the sinking, where everyone was trying to blame everyone else, and um, the story of this upper-crust Englishman who always wanted to do the right thing. He went to the right schools, he married the right society wife, even though he was in love with someone else, and reluctantly took over the family shipping business to please his cold Victorian father, and on his father's deathbed, he vowed to him that he would make him proud by building the biggest, grandest ship the world had ever seen. He then got into the last lifeboat uh, really in an effort to do the right thing uh, knowing that someone in a position of authority would need to go back and say what had really happened and as a result he was made the scapegoat for the sinking of the Titanic for the rest of his life and no matter how much money he gave to survivors organizations or to set up pensions for the widows J. Bruce Ismay could never wash the blood off his hands and so it's really a fascinating expose um, and in addition to uh, the screenplay version of it which I'm, I'm shopping around Hollywood at the moment the play version has received 20 productions around the country in the past two years, and in Canada, the Canadian production premiere just won oh gosh, I think about 11 awards at two different theater festivals. So I'm incredibly proud of that as one of my latest accomplishments. I well, also congratulations,
2: wrote a, congratulations thank you. on
3: that. You, that. That's a tremendous, uh,
2: tremendous testimony to your uh, uh, to, to the to the dramatic. Uh, your uh, talent uh, that you have. Uh, I, I read the play, and it's uh, you know it's very very dramatic. Uh, there's a lot of drama in that whole. Uh,
3: well, know, there's a lot of drama in the story yeah. of the Titanic. Yeah, that's for sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely,
2: and and the aftermath. But uh, the aftermath we don't usually hear about. We usually hear well, about just the
3: you know the huge event. It's true, Howard. And there were actually hearings. They weren't trials, but they were hearings both in the United States and in the United Kingdom. And uh, J. Bruce Ismay was the scapegoat for, really, for most of them, even though he did nothing wrong other than save his own life, which, of course, some people felt was uh, the, the biggest mistake he could have made. And uh, it's again, it's something that not unlike the man who killed the cure, it's a piece that's very controversial. And uh, I feel that Ismay was a victim of circumstance, but a lot of people feel he was a very bad man. Um, and, uh, that's not, that's not the way I see it or the way I've been chosen to interpret it. So I'm very excited, again, to be getting the word out there about Ismay, and, uh, I also have the support of his family. Uh, his, one of his cousins has, um, been in touch with me about the play and, uh, is very excited about the script and the fact that I'm getting the word out there about him also.
2: Well, that, that's, that's really wonderful, and, uh, and, and, And you've told me a little bit about your uh, about the project that's uh, percolating uh, slowly in your head, and I'm not going to say a word about it. uh,
3: (laughs) I'd rather talk about the the previous one because since that one is still in the very early stages, it's uh, uh, almost too early to talk about. um, It it may
2: be too early to talk about, but but uh, as as in my own personal uh, uh, estimation. Uh, it's, it's another very, very important one. So, uh, you, you certainly have a pinch on for, uh, turning important issues into dramatic, uh, plays. It's sort of, sort of along the lines of, uh, The Insider, you know. Where, oh, well, thank you. You know, where, you. where Russell Crowe, you know, that uh, did, did basically, you know, the, the whistleblower for the tobacco industry, you know. Absolutely.
3: And, and there was massive drama around that. Absolutely. But I also am incredibly proud of my memoir, which you mentioned earlier, Just Outside the Spotlight. Yes, indeed. And as you mentioned, my mother was an actress named Eileen Heckert, who won an Academy Award for the film Butterflies Are Free and is in the Theater Hall of Fame. And I grew up in this very uh, theatrical, sort of anti-mame kind of household. And I write about this in the book, and where I talk about Ethel Merman teaching me how to make a martini when I was 10 years old, (laughs) and uh, Marilyn Monroe babysitting my brothers, and Paul Newman giving me acting lessons in the living room, and fielding calls from reporters at age 13 the night my mother won the Oscar, and uh, before I did the book, I also created a one-man show, a whole multimedia thing with video clips, etc., and it's called diva dish and I've done diva dish gosh kind of all over the country and literally all over the world because I've also done it on about 25 cruises as a, a guest speaker and guest lecturer and um, not only is it a wonderful way to sort of get my mother's legacy out there it also since she passed away in in 2001 and I knew that if I didn't do something with all of these amazing stories that they would be lost forever uh, it also became an important part of my grief work and an important part of keeping her memory alive. So I'm I'm very proud of that as well.
2: Well, I think uh, I I understand exactly what you're uh, what what, you, what you're saying because I know my mother has uh, my mother has spent her entire life uh, keeping the memory of her her father, her famous father, Doctor Max Gerson,
3: absolutely
2: uh, alive and his work. And, it, and yeah. spread it, it, spread it all over the world and, and once again she's passed that desire on to me. And well, I do course. the same thing. So I feel, I feel very strongly, uh, you know, very similar to uh, what you're feeling.
3: Well, and of course, with, uh, with your wonderful book, Healing the, the Hopeless, uh, not only are you carrying on Max's legacy, but you're also carrying on your mother's incredible legacy. I was so honored that I was recently able to go up to San Diego a few months ago and, and meet with Charlotte Gerson, especially since she's a character in my play. I mean, that was, that was such an incredible thrill for me. And we had a lovely visit. It was absolutely true. We sat and had juice together because uh, juicing, uh, of course, is so important to the Gerson method and has also become an important part of my protocol, in in addition to the coffee enemas and the vegetarian diet, but, um, uh, and it it just, I mean, it was the biggest thrill to sit and have apple carrot juice with Charlotte Gerson, I cannot tell you. (laughs) Well, and
2: and I tell, let me, uh, let me assure you that she also vastly enjoyed your visit. And uh, was looking no forward, hoping that she could, hoping you would make that trip once again. Although I know you're very, very busy, and
3: uh, I, I and wish could I could have, and uh, I hope I'll get to do it another time when she's, you know, when she's over in the states. Here, I'd love to see her again. There,
2: she's, she, yeah, I think she's uh, pretty, pretty settled over there in Colico in in Italy. And God bless uh, her. Yeah, a wonderful it, place to
3: be settled. It's a beautiful.
2: <laughs> this a fantastic environment and she's just two doors down from her daughter and uh her her uh, brilliant granddaughter uh can uh, uh you know can, can can make a stop because she lives in uh she lives in uh, uh Milan so that's wonderful uh, so it's a uh, you know she she's able to do this now which she was not able to do for many 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 years and mm-hmm. so now That's she's, okay. in, and now she's there with her, with her family, with her, with her daughter and granddaughter. And, uh, she's, she's feeling really good. She's doing really well, too. So, uh, but God she, she, she enjoyed visiting with you tremendously. Uh, so I want to, I want to
3: assure you of that. It was, uh, Pleasure your part. It was a tremendous thrill for me. Uh,
2: and, and, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, I hope that, uh, I hope that you do uh, get the, uh, uh, get the get the opportunity again, and I hope at some, in some way we can somehow you know record bits or pieces of the play, and uh, and and uh, send her uh, a recording of it.
3: Sure. Well, I'd I'd love to be able to share it with her. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that would be wonderful. Um, uh, and I'm also really pleased with the fact that I'm just finishing up a screenplay version of it, and also have a screenplay version of the Last Lifeboat. And so, between the plays and the screenplays, uh, that's a way. Um, <laughs> in Hollywood lingo, it sort of doubles my chances for a date on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't get one produced, maybe I can get the other produced. You well, know? <laughs> I, you know,
2: I'll keep my fingers crossed for getting it. Getting both of them produced. We're coming up. Wonderful. On, we're coming up on uh, on our final break here. Uh, so if you would not mind uh, staying with us just uh, for, uh, for our last short segment, uh, we can talk about uh, ways that people can get in touch with you and people can uh, find websites and so forth uh, and all the various different publications and plays that uh, that they should look into uh, as well. Uh, this Sounds is great. Howard Strauss, uh, uh, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. and uh, We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media. Publishers of Ger- Charlotte Gerson's books, um, Healing the Gerson Way, which is the flagship book about all chronic diseases, uh, being able to cure all chronic diseases, yes, all, and um, uh, and uh, also specific, specific, specifically addressing some uh, some uh, diseases like. Uh, healing Arthritis, The Gerson Way. That's another book that she's written. Healing Diabetes, The Gerson Way. Yes, these are curable. These are not uh, forever diseases. These are things you can reverse, and we've been reversing them for a 100 years. Um, and uh, Healing High Blood Pressure, The Gerson Way. That's another one that uh, doctors will tell you, well, once you're on high blood pressure medication, you'll be on it for the rest of your life. And that's not right. That is absolutely not right. So, um, so look into those books, especially if you have uh, if you have a Christmas list of people who need those books. You might think of those, uh, and and also our documentaries, which you find on GersonMedia.com. This is Howard Strauss. Please stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Do you understand what really needs to be done for your health? Or like many, are you mostly letting what you hear and see in today's media dictate your healthy lifestyle? It's time to get focused. There is a reason why cancer, heart disease, chronic fatigue, hypothyroidism, and other illnesses are running rampant in our world. Ganino Wellness Radio with Dr. John and Linda Ganino will show you that there are easy preventative everyday steps to get you back on track. Listen live every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Relationship issues, anxious. Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship and anxiety expert, Sandra Reish. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
2: Welcome back, folks, to the power of natural healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, uh, and we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. We publish, uh, we publish books, booklets, DVDs, Blu-rays, CDs, uh, about, uh, about natural healing, about Dr. Max Gerson, about, uh, curing incurable diseases, and, uh, and, uh, these are, this is information this is information you can use today to improve your health today. You don't have to wait. It doesn't take very long. Uh, when you start, to, when you start to do the things that, uh, uh, that Luke Yankee has been talking about, just uh, going all vegetarian, uh, starting to juice, doing the coffee enemas, your life will improve um, because it has to. Your, your body Wants to, uh, wants to have good nutrition, wants to have, uh, plant materials, wants to have the vitamins and minerals, and wants to detoxify from the stuff that we get all over, uh, uh all over all the time from, uh, from the environment, from, uh, pollution and so forth. So, uh, do, do look in on GersonMedia.com and uh, take advantage of all the information out there. Luke? We have a short segment this time and what I'm going to do is I'm going to just uh, turn it over to you and I'm going to say, um, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find your books and plays and
3: and uh,
2: information?
3: Uh, well, great. Thank you. The easiest way and the most comprehensive way is through my website, which is LukeYankee.com, just the way it sounds, dot com. And um, my play, The Last Lifeboat, that I mentioned, uh, has a Facebook page, as does The Man Who Killed the Cure. And also there is a website, um, TheLastLifeboat.com, and soon there will be a website for The Man Who Killed the Cure. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And my book, Just Outside the Spotlight, is is available on Amazon and is available uh, in hardcover. It's also available as an ebook as well that you can download to your um, tablets or whatever. It's available in in a number of different digital formats in that regard. And you know, I just wanted to say, Howard, again, I'm so honored to be on your show, but also I'm so excited about *The Man Who Killed the Cure* and I'm so excited to get the information out there to an even larger audience about Max Gerson and about this incredible work and about the fact that there has been a viable cure for cancer available since the 1950s. I mean, that is something that most people simply refuse to believe. <laughs> and, and yet you and I both know, and, and as many of your listeners do, that it is in fact true. And uh, that's why you know when you talk about the work of the Gerson Institute and and the uh, Charlotte's books and the pamphlets et cetera, saying yes, indeed, this is a cure. Uh, I think that's incredibly exciting, and I you consider it almost a, a mission and certainly a passion to help get the word out there to people that that if one is having uh, a serious health concern, I mean, of course, you need to consult with a doctor. I mean, this is not you know in lieu of any of that. Needless to say. But to know that there are other alternatives out there uh, is just a, a something that everyone needs to know. And I just consider it almost, a, as I said, a mission and a great passion of mine to help get that word out there to a larger audience. And that's why I'm uh, going to look into getting the play published after it's first produced and uh, again just to reiterate it will be it will have its initial production uh this february last week of february and the first week of march at uh, the university of california irvine uh at the robert cohen theater and if you go to the website for the Claire Trevor School of the Arts, uh, you can find the information there for the man who killed the cure, and you can uh, uh, arrange tickets there as well. And uh, tickets are free, by the way. Uh, there is no charge for this, but um, uh, you do need to make reservations. And so I would just be so thrilled if some of your listeners who are in the Southern California area would come and, and see the play and, and you know, support this project in its, uh, in its initial stages. And you know, help get the word out there about uh, about my play about Max Gerson, and inspired by his incredible work.
2: Well, I certainly am going to appear uh, at at the premiere. Just <laughs> Wonderful, because uh, this is something that's too good to let pass by. Um, <clears throat> I was thrilled to death with the uh, with the response of your audience at the reading, and uh, as you as you know, when you had a, a little. Uh, q and A Q&A afterwards. I came up on right. you invited me up on stage, and when you introduced me, I got a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely,
3: and, and all I did was
2: be Dr. Gerson's grandson. <laughs>
3: so,
2: uh, they, they really, uh, the, the audience really, really uh, responded powerfully to your uh, to your your play, and I was I was overwhelming, overwhelmingly happy with it.
3: Well, I'm delighted to hear that and and Knockwood, hopefully that will be the first of many because um, uh, I'm just really eager to just see how far this can go.
2: Well you, you know I, I think your uh, your first few readings uh, have given you a very good feel for how people respond to the information and to the play. Yes.
3: They, yes, they do indeed, and as I said, it's incredibly controversial. And it um, uh, the talkbacks we've had are very powerful, and people with very strong opinions on on both sides of the argument. Needless to say,
2: well, we have such a huge uh, community of <clears throat> such a huge uh, industry of uh, of medical uh, medical and pharmaceutical uh, basically disinformation. Right uh, in this country, that there are a lot of people, a lot of people who are uh, heavily invested in maintaining that uh, that that fraud, that uh, the
3: the the uh, emperor has no clothes kind of thing. Absolutely, and and as I mentioned earlier, one of the other points that I wanted to stress is that since I've structured the piece in the style of Amadeus, this rival doctor, uh, and I'm sure that several of the people who were responsible for the downfall of Max Gerson were in this position, that this rival doctor that I have concocted out of several different people uh, was incredibly jealous of him, and knew that he was a real healer and that. Perhaps they were not. And I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case with some of Max Gerson's uh, associates and colleagues, that they knew this man had something incredibly special and incredibly valuable and that something that was potentially dangerous to the industry of cancer and the business of, of healing and the whole pharmaceutical industry as a whole.
2: And and you would be absolutely right, and um, uh, and and that kind of thing when you're talking about a trillion-dollar industry, uh, that kind of thing is very very dangerous, uh, yeah. as Dr. Gerson found out. Um, in the last one minute here, do you have anything you would like to leave our audience with?
3: Um, I just think it's so important that, again, one finds their own information and does what is best for them in terms of their own health and healing, uh, but also to, I really encourage your audience to leave no stone unturned to look at different health alternatives, to look at at juicing and the coffee enemas. And, and, you know, there are many uh, alternatives out there outside of the Gerson therapy as well that are incredibly helpful and, you know, everything from creative visualization and uh, affirmations, et cetera, to just um, living one's life from a place of joy and positive energy,
2: which is something I I
3: certainly strive to do.
2: I could not. Agree with you more. It's uh, <clears throat> you know, the Gerson therapy is a very powerful and uh, and I think one of the best of the uh, of the alternatives. But mm-hmm. it's not the only one. There are exactly. many others who that have been and, and that continue to be developed and uh, and used and and succeed. So, uh, so, so do do look around. Do find the one that resonates with you, and find the one that uh, that that makes sense to you, and that's the one that you should be using. Absolutely, Luke Yankee. Thank you very, very much for spending your time with us. It's been a great honor and a great pleasure uh, to be
3: on the phone with you. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine, Howard. Thank you so much.
2: This is Howard Strauss, your host for uh, the Power of Natural Healing. Um, we're brought to you by the Gerson healthmedia at gersonmedia.com. And uh, we come to you every week uh, with uh, with exciting news, exciting guests, exciting information that can help you improve and recover and maintain your good health. And you can use that information today. Until next week, then, this is Howard Strauss. Be well. We'll see you then.